Hey, hey, hi, hello, hello, hey. How are you guys? Welcome back to Navigating Worlds Podcast, our YouTube channel, if you're watching on YouTube. Um, it's nice to have you guys back. I'm happy that you're here for the third episode. I'm out here vibing because I'm like, you know, I just got to Mexico City yesterday, so it's exciting for me, and I'm just living it up, really. Um, I, I try to, at least. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's get into it. So today's episode is about how travel changes your personality, your perspective, how you see things. Um, as somebody that's traveled by myself for 11 years, how solo travel specifically, right? How solo travel has traveled your personality. Now somebody has traveled solo for the last, like, I want to say 11 years, um, depending on when you're listening to this episode, 11 years, it's, I've just seen a big change in my personality. I've seen my, my real personality come out, like, break out of my shell, like a little butterfly, like a cocoon, you know? And, like, I am being somebody that's just super reflective and super aware of, like, the changes that happens within her, within myself. Um, I've noticed these changes in my in my personality, like just growth and maturity and communications and just being really comfortable in my own skin and in, in my own alone time and not really, you know, not really sacrificing anything that doesn't serve Brittany at the end of the day, choosing myself, <laughs> period, but um, not really allowing things that don't serve Brittany to really take up space in Brittany's life. And that's just how I feel about it. And I think that travel has been a huge catalyst for this change in my uh, personality. Excuse me if I look to the side if you're watching on the YouTube channel because I am reading my notes because I did make some good notes for you guys. I, I'm just so excited to share this. I'm so excited to talk to you about this because this is one of my favorite things to talk about when I talk about travel. Yes, I love the tips and the tricks and I love like you know, sharing points and stuff. Like, as you guys listen to more episodes on this podcast, I'll be sharing, like, all kinds of tips on, like, finding jobs while you're traveling full-time as a slow person or, like, I don't know, you know, giving you inspirational quotes and stuff like that. But, like, my favorite thing is just talking about the transformation that it, that happens when you decide to travel. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody and their mother is going to have a transformation when they travel. You kind of, It's kind of one of those things where it's, like, why don't you just be aware of it? Number two, you have to be open to that, right? You have to be open to, like, hey, as I go to different countries, as I visit different places, as I do different things, um, I'm going to allow myself to be open to whatever happens. Now, some of those things will be amazing, and some of those things will be pure shit, and that's okay, because that's just how life is. It doesn't matter if you travel or if you stay home, you're always going to have good, you're going to always have the highs and the lows, the good and the bad, the the greats and the shits at the end of the day, and that's just facts, right? So, um, if you allow yourself to be open to the transformation that might come and the growth and the evolution, then it's pretty exciting to see who emerges and the person that emerges. Because sometimes, fact check facts, sometimes that person that comes out, you don't like it. And you're like, okay, I don't like that. And sometimes the person that comes out, you love that shit. And you're like, yes, that's what I've been looking for. You know, that person has always been in you. It's just traveling, going to, which I'll get into more in the podcast, but like in the episode, but as you, the more you go to new places, the more, the different person, a different, different pieces of your personality comes out. And so that's just really fascinating. But anywho, I just want to come on here and share with you guys five ways solo travel will possibly change you. Now, this is a shame for everybody because I could go talk to my friends and they could probably give me five different ways solo travel has changed them. But these are my personal five ways that I've seen and that I've seen from my other friends of ways that has changed. Sorry for the sirens in the back. I should just close my window. But anywho, let's get into it. 
first ones first. You will appreciate your own company, okay? So you don't really wait on people to do things or to, to decide to do things. With someone, because you're such a, a solo traveler, when it's time to leave and go to a new city, you're so used to doing that, that when it comes to going out to eat or going to an event, you're kind of just like, I don't need to wait on anybody. I travel the country by myself. What is a, an event or a rest or going out to dinner by myself going to matter because I don't want to wait on someone? Because you, as you'll see, you'll have some people that are really good about communicating and being on time and all the things. Then you'll have people that are flaky. And that's just how that's just how life is, right? You'll have people that are flaky. You'll have people that are, you know, don't communicate, will ghost you, all that kind of bullshit. So, and that happens. And so you'll get to a point as a solo traveler because you're so used to making decisions when you want to make them because when you're traveling, you're doing it solo, remember? So, you know, as you do that, you just get used to doing things on your own. And so you don't really wait for other people to do things. You'll ask and invite people, of course, because having, doing things with people is fun. Like, especially if you're a people person, an extrovert like me, you'll enjoy doing it with other people. But, um, you know, when you... When, when it comes down to people not communicating or answering or whatever the fucks, it's like, you're just not gonna, you're not gonna have time for it. You're gonna be like, hey, either gonna be communicating about this or you're not. So you don't really wait on other people. That's another way that you enjoy your own company. You, you're like, I know that I have a good ass time by my damn self. So yes, I would love for people to come, but if they can't, then it's okay. I'm gonna still continue to go and do my thing. Next thing, next reason why you'll appreciate your own company is you'll find other things to do alone and you'll have fun while doing it because you'll be so used to being alone doing those things. Whether that, like my favorite thing, my favorite pastime in the world to do is to go to the movie theater. I get my big ass bucket of popcorn, my icy and a nice bottle of water, honey. I live my best life in that movie theater and I'll sit dead in the middle of the middle of the movie theater talk my shit, make my noise, and have a good time. Like, what is her name? Brenda. Brenda from Scary Movie, and she's loud as fuck in the movie theater, but she's with her boyfriend, obviously, but that's me by my goddamn self. <laughs> so, I give no fuck. Um, but it's just like, it's, I love movies. I love to watch movies. So, and it, like, how am I gonna wait for somebody to go to the movie theater with me? Yeah, there'll be hella couples in there, but I don't feel, I don't feel slighted by that. Like, I'm happy that they're in there together, and I, it would be nice to have somebody there with me to go to the movie theater with. But at the end of the day, I love movies, so I don't, I'm not going to wait, wait on somebody to go and do it. I'm going to go have fun and do it myself. So you'll find things that you really enjoy, and you won't mind doing them alone. You'll restaurant. I've been out to, I've been out to eat by myself many a times. I, I, still to this day, I go out to eat, and I think it's so interesting that I talk to people. I'm like, I can never, I can never go eat, you know, in a restaurant by myself and la da 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 da. And I'm just like. I like, if I want to go out to eat, I'm going to go out to eat. I'm not going to stop myself from going and enjoying a good meal because I don't have somebody to do with. Like, it's, that's just ludicrous to me. And like, I can, I understand the fear and anxiety. Like, what am I going to do? Sit on my phone the old time? Or what am I going to, I don't have anybody to talk to. I'm going to look there. And not that I get that anxiety, you know, because I used to have that anxiety. But, you know, you'll, you'll find ways to entertain yourself. It's okay if you want to sit there on your phone all the time. That's fine. There's levels to this shit. Sometimes I'll sit there on my phone. Sometimes I'm like staring off watching people eat because I, <laughs> that's another thing I like to do. I'm a little weird out here. But anyway, I, I'll sit there and watch somebody eat or like I'll sit there and watch people. I like to people watch. So that's probably why I'm a little bit more comfortable than a normal person to go out to eat by myself. Um, but I'll sit there and people watch and just like think of people's stories or whatever the fuck. Like I, I, I have a very vivid imagination. So it's not, it's not nothing for me to go out and just like, watch other people as I eat and enjoy my meal. So yeah, all that to say that, you know, when it comes down to finding things to do and finding fun things to do that you won't 
one, wait on somebody, but also you won't be afraid to do it alone because as you solo travel, as you go out into the world, going to different countries by yourself, you it becomes easier to just learn how to do things alone. And then last but not least, the, you know, the, the, what do I say? The, because of those things, because you're not afraid to be alone, because you don't, you don't worry about waiting for friends, all the other things, then what's conducive to that is basically you're very selective with who you decide to travel and spend time with. Because you learn that, oh my gosh, my time with myself is just so nice and so precious, it's so peaceful, you know, depending, but it, it can be very peaceful to spend that time with yourself that when it comes to deciding to spend time with other people, you're very selective with who you decide to spend time with because is that person gonna bring more peace? Or is that person going to bring chaos and stress? And if, if that person's going to bring stress, I'm better off being by myself and being alone and spending that time with myself alone than adding an extra person that's going to be stressed, that's going to stress me out, you know? So it's just such a it's such an amazing thing. It's really just being really comfortable with your own company, really, really comfortable in your own skin and just really, you know, because you have that comfort, that level of comfort within yourself, that you are very, very choosy with who you decide to spend that time with, because you want that person to enhance that comfort and not diminish it. And that's just like, oh, it's just beautiful. Because then you're, then you, then when you do choose the right people to be in your life, honey, they're the right people to be in your life. Trust me when I tell you, okay? And you have no problem not having certain people in your life or, or other people in your life, because at the end of the day, you're alone you are comfortable alone by yourself because you've been doing this shit and it's nice to be you know at peace alone so that is the first point next point is you're gonna be great like one thing that i've learned is that i'm great at making friends and this also means if you're an extrovert or whatever but like when you travel to new cities you are by yourself and so you have no choice but to figure out how to make friends and there are ways to do it like you can live in a cold living you can go to hostels um, you can go into these the Facebook groups, like expats and blah, blah, blah. Um, go into Facebook groups to find people to hang out with, posting, hey, I'm looking for somebody to hang out with, blah, blah, blah. Or find an event and go to the event by yourself because there these events, there are plenty of people there by themselves that are looking for friends as well. So the good thing about traveling, especially because you're a foreigner, you're an expat, you're a whatever, um, you will be there alone and there will be other people there alone and everybody's looking to make a friend and they, everybody makes it easy to make a friend. And so when you're making those friends, it's not like the, it's interesting because when you, you meet them in, at first, like the first five minutes, it's a small talk, but it gets deep really fast. And I don't mean deep, like in a scary way, like, oh my gosh, what's your trauma? You know, <laughs> not like that. More like, you know, like, what are you doing here? How do you get here? And that just, that conversation just leads to another to another thing, to another thing, to another another thing. And so um, it's just really cool to be able to drop off into a city and be like, oh my gosh, let me figure out a way to go make a friend. And then you do make a friend because like I said, every there, a lot of people that are traveling through that city might be traveling alone. And so then, and it's crazy because you think that people be traveling in couples a lot, but what I have noticed in my travels, I've noticed like, I would, I would say, especially if you're going to events, I would say it's it's like the couple traveling is on the lower end versus the solo traveling, which is very fascinating. I would give it, I would give it a close call because I'm just at the top of my mind, I would say 60% of the time when I'm traveling, I've met people that have been by themselves traveling versus 40% have been couples. But still, the number is still higher with solo, which is quite fascinating. So like I said, 
because those people are out there by themselves as well, just like you, they're going to be wanting to make friends as well. Um, and with that, you become a better communicator because at that point, you know how to like talk to people and get to the nitty gritty of who they are and what they're doing there and all those things. It's like, you know, when you first meet someone, you know, when you don't have to do it so often, when you grow up in your hometown, you have friends that you're raised with. So you don't really, it's not, you don't really look to make new friends that much or that often. And so since you're not looking to make new friends, then you just kind of, it's kind of a continuous conversation with your best friend or your, or your close friends or whatever. And so you don't really have to worry about putting yourself out there and getting to know other people versus when you're traveling and you're full-time traveling by yourself and you're going to all these different countries, you're forced to put yourself out there, number one, but also like you're forced to get to know people again and again and again. And I tell you, like, here's, here's another thing. Asking people where they're from, asking people what they do, asking people how they got there, like the three main questions that you'll get, and they'll get very tiring. But at the end of the day, though, you'll still get so much, um, you'll learn so much about that person um, in that that situation. For me, I love hearing about people. I love hearing people's stories. I love learning about where they come from. I love like, I just, I really am a people person through and through. (laughs) Like whatever, like I love it. So for me, I'm just always so curious about what people are telling me and where they come from, what walk of life, what have their, what has their experience been as someone that travels or goes places and does the thing. So it's always really, really interesting. Um, and then what happens with that? So you, you're traveling and you make friends and you become this great communicator. You make lifelong friends all over the fucking world, okay? All over the fucking world, all right? So when I tell you, like, me, 12 years, I still have friends right till today. I can go to their country. And I mean friends that live in Europe, Asia, South America, Central America, Africa. I could call them right now and be like, hey, I'm coming to your city what's up let's hang out and they're there to hang out and it's just a vibe because and then you have that conversation like you talk to them and it's kind of like you left off where you left off from the last conversation you had you know what i mean like it's just so awesome it's so fun it's so cool like there's so many cities like i feel like my first six years of traveling was me hopping from one country to the next and um and like meeting people and now that i'm I'm like in the second i want to say my second six years or whatever but whatever i'm in this next phase of my travel experience where now i'm like retouching base with all the people that i've met i lived in new york for a little while so a lot of friends came to see me there because new york is just a bad travel hub but even then like before i came back to new york i saw some old friends that i met colombia um in mexico i'm rekindled i re-saw like re got in touch with friends here and then like you know i'm going to europe and there's some friends in europe that i'm gonna see and i'm gonna touch base with that i've met at different parts of the world so it's just like so cool and so fucking awesome to like pick up with them and talk with them and like see where they're at and how they're doing and like it's like you guys never left and everything so it's just like that's so cool so yeah you you become great at making friends because you learn how to um, make friends anywhere you become a great communicator and then those friends become lifelong friends all over the fucking globe and you'll be able to get to see them again in their country or they get to see you in yours so next one um your problem solving skills will become top notch because you are traveling by yourself and because you when you get to a new country you gotta find housing you gotta find transportation you gotta find um you 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 gotta find food you gotta find things to do that those are it those are problems those are ways that you have to survive right like those are problems that you have to solve and things that you have to survive and so 
you you once you've been doing that for so long, it just becomes something that's natural, which I'll touch in at the end of this portion of of uh, this topic of this of this specific um, tip. But first things first, you learn how to use your body movement to talk and communicate. Um, that's another thing from the last one. Like you just become a really good communicator. Um, nonverbal communication, communicate, communication skills are a thing, especially if you don't speak the language. Like sometimes you learn a little bit of the language before you go and that's great. And sometimes the language is so difficult to learn that you just can't be fucked to learn it. And that is okay. That is okay. But I will say, here's a warning thing. Do not come to somebody's country expecting them to speak English. Do not talk to them derogatorily. That's not a word. What is the word? Do not talk do not talk down to them because they don't speak English. You're in their country, therefore you are expected to speak their language, okay? This is some real, like, let me be real with you real quick because one thing that has pissed me off as I've traveled the world is seeing people go to the, go to other countries and they speak English, which is a global language, true enough, yes, 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 but they go to another country and they're talking to people as if they're supposed to, in their country, this native person in their country, they're talking talking down to them as if they're supposed to know how to speak the language. And that's just so unfair. And that's just really entitled. So although, because I mean, I, I'm guilty of not speaking a language of every country that I visit. There are some that are difficult. There are some that I just don't really like. There are some that I really do enjoy and I learn. Um, but I will never go to any country expecting that, that country's that country to speak English. Anybody in that country is speaking English to me. If they do, great phenomenal but if they don't i will not talk down to them i will not come in entitled thinking that they should be or that they are because they're not understanding me that there's some low lower level of have a lower level of intelligence because that's just not true at all um but anyways back to the nice nicer lighter things i just have to get real 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 quick because i've seen that shit so many times and it really bothers me that people act like that anywho um you learn if you don't speak the language when you get to the country you learn how to move your body right you learn how to Use your body to say what you need to say. Food, you know, you put your hand up to your mouth like I'm eating. That, hey, that, that gets phone. You put your hand up with your mouth, with the pinky finger in your mouth like you're saying phone. All these other things. So you use your body to gesture and figure out and get what you need. And that is way a way to problem solve. You're trying to get food or you're trying to get groceries or you're trying to get a car and you're problem solving but because you don't speak the language or because you speak a limited amount of the language you use your body to tell the story and at first you'll feel silly because you're like i'm out here playing about looking like a crazy person but after a while you just don't give a fuck because you're like i need to get this thing solved and so at the end of the day i'm gonna get it solved and the best way for me to do it is to be out here playing about and you'll fuck what nobody thinks <laughs> so you do what's necessary um and you learn what you give me by exploring cities like best thing that you could do is when you first touch down if it's you get it to your hotel a decent time you walk around you explore you see where a local grocery store is you see where you can get maybe a sim card for your phone to make phone calls you see where um people are hanging out like maybe there's a, a park nearby where you can maybe work out in or whatever exploring cities like but also like come on let's be real let's be honest you are a fucking traveler. If you're not exploring a city, then what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, what's happening here? Like, don't get me started on all inclusives. I mean, let me. I can't have too much to say about all inclusives. Whatever, cause they. I mean, they're okay. Fine, fine, fine. But at the end of the day, when you're traveling to a new city and you and you're not exploring it and you're you're like sitting stuck in your hotel room, that why are you traveling? Why are you just not at home? You're wasting money at this point. You know what I mean? Go out, explore the city, see where things are, um, map things out on your phone. Like Google has this cool feature where you can like save or put a pinpoint on your map and 
done that. You can download it offline, so you don't necessarily need data. I will say most of the world has amazing data. So, I mean, I haven't really had that problem. Even if I didn't have a SIM card, I didn't have any, like, data per se on my phone. There were so many places that had, like, um, that had, like, Wi-Fi in so many other areas. And you just ask for it, and everybody's just willing to give it to you. It's free. Come on. It's free. It's everywhere. Um, so, yeah, exploring your city is a great way to, like, it's a way that you problem solve. Um, another thing is another way that your problem solving skills become amazing is that most cities have similar amenities, right? So once you've been to a few countries or a few cities and you figured out, okay, there's, there's this kind of transportation app. Um, and then you're like, okay, so there, and there's this way to find housing. Then you kind of use that, that same method of thinking, how you've used before, like, I don't know, expat groups you found, okay, I know that this is how I can find housing. Or you got on your app and you're looking up, or you Googled applications for uh, transportation in whatever country or city you're in and you're like oh okay this is how i can find different transportations and you download it you you get into it that becomes a muscle that you continue to use as you continue to travel alone and so when you continue to work that muscle it just becomes second nature every city you go to every country you go to you're downloading apps or you're getting into facebook groups or you're googling or whatever you're doing that becomes a process of how you travel and therefore that becomes a problem that becomes easier to solve right and so you're training your brain to see oh these are problems okay how can i solve it i can explore my city i can um get get on google and create a process for myself like googling or um, Facebook groups or whatever. I use my body movement to, to communicate if I can. Um, you know, all those things. And so what happens was conducive to all of this because like, I mean, sis really wrote out her notes properly because I'm like, I love how I'm wrapping these up at the end. What's conducive to all of this is that what big problems don't seem like big problems anymore. When you, when it comes to you traveling alone and even if you decide to go back and move back home, those things that used to that used to be like, oh my goodness, this is this is so hard. It doesn't become hard because you've been traveling alone. It's so easy for you to problem solve when it comes to getting to a new country or going to a new city that it just seeps into your everyday life. It seeps into your career. It seeps into your personal life. It seeps into your relationships with people. It just becomes something that just clicks for you because your brain, that muscle, that problem solving muscle has been worked so much as a traveler that when it comes to any other part of your life, that same muscle is being triggered and it just becomes easier. Impossibilities become possibilities. Because I think that like, you know, when you when you don't allow yourself to go out and expand and, and do different things, that, it, you know, it can, because you don't know what to do, it can be something like, oh my goodness, it seems like such a huge problem. But once you start working that muscle, once you start like seeing that like, okay, wow, this is, it's not as hard as it seems because I've been problem solving so much as a solo traveler. I've been problem solving so much as someone who's dropped off in countries and had to build, you know, had to build a life essentially, because that's what you're doing. If you decide to do long-term travel, you go to a country for more than six months, then you're building essentially a life and you have to make friends and find housing and find food and find transportation and all these other things that it becomes so easy to solve all kinds of problems in your life. Not everything, obviously, because there's levels to this shit, but still, it still becomes easier to, it becomes easier just to solve problems in general. And also, like, you always will figure out how to get what you need in general because you've been figuring out how to get what you need in every other country that you've traveled in. So that is that one. Um, and then next one. So next tip is you become a great communicator. Like, you become this 
person that uh, because you because you've traveled to so many countries, right? And because you've been to so many places, and even if you haven't been to so many places, even if you've been to one or two, because I keep saying so many, it doesn't have to be so many. It could be one country, two countries, one city, two cities, three cities. Regardless, these things, still, all of these things still happen. All of them will happen every time you go to a new place. And even if you do it for the first time, for the first city, it's still happening. It's still a muscle that you're getting. And if you, like, I know I say a lot of cities, a lot of countries or whatever, but if you if you travel to one country by yourself, for a good six month period, then all of these things are will happen to you regardless. If you allow yourself to be open to it, like I said at the beginning, right? Um, but you learn to ask what you want. You learn how to say no. So as a great communicator, you gotta be able to communicate what you need because people can't read our minds. And so because you're going to try, you're traveling to different countries or one country or whatever it may be, you are, you learn how to get what you need whether that be asking a Facebook group, whether that be asking Google, whether that be asking a person that lives that is native to the country, whoever you're asking, you're still asking for what you need. And so what happens is, again, it seeps into your everyday life when you're in your career, when you're in your relationship, you learn to ask what you need because you're like, it's not that big of a deal. I know how to communicate my needs to someone because I've been communicating my needs every goddamn time I get, I have a new situation in a new city or whatever. Um, you learn how to say no. I think like this. What blows my mind in this world is that like there are so many people who are afraid to tell other people no, and I just think it's mind blowing. And like I like to me, it's mind blowing, right? That is my experience, and that is my perception. To other people, it could be something vastly different. It could be because of trauma. It could be because of childhood being raised specifically in a specific denomination of whatever. You know what I mean? Like it could be. There are many, many reasons, and I understand that and I get that. Um, but as somebody who, because I was, I came from, I come from being a people pleaser. Like I know, I know to an extent what that is like. You know what I mean? But. As someone, as you travel and you go places and you do all the things, you learn, I don't, you learn that, yes, I like to do this, or no, I don't like to do this, and you're not afraid to say no, 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 or yes, 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 and you figure out what fits for you and what doesn't fit for you. And you learn that saying no is okay, and that nobody is trying to have you, like, you can't live for anybody else but yourself at the end of the day. And you you learn that, like, okay, yes, I'm in this city. I guess I'm at this person, they invite me, and no, I don't really feel like going. One, because remember, you're comfortable being alone, so you don't necessarily need to go, or you don't necessarily want to go, but it's a part of it, like, you can, but you're comfortable being alone. Number two, you've traveled before, and even if you haven't, still, you, you're here alone, so you won't have any um, ties to anybody. You're not, you don't, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do at the end of the day. So there's that, but also, and, and so you, since you have all these other things, then saying no becomes easier at the end of the day. Um, and then you learn how to create boundaries for yourself, right? Like, I think all of this to say is that you, you learn how to create boundaries because you know what you like and what you dislike. You learn how to like, you learn how to like, when you're going to different cities and you're visiting different places, I keep repeating that, but it's true. Um, when you go to these different places and you travel full time as a solo person, you really learn about yourself and what you like and what you dislike. And when, when those things do happen, you learn to create boundaries in your friendships and your familial relationships and like your, your, your professional relationship. You learn that, hey, this is what works for me and this is what doesn't work for me. 
this is what I need in this situation to, to, to work. Because, hey, remember, you're going different places. In those times that you're going to those different places, you're figuring out your likes and your dislikes. You're figuring out this is how I learn how to survive. Like I, for me personally, right, I'll give you an example. When I get to a country, I'm like, I have so much energy, so this is probably why. <laughs> but when I get to a country, I'm like, wheels on the ground, vroom, vroom, vroom. Like, I'm like on Tinder because I'm probably going to look to date or go and do some things. I'm in the Facebook groups. I'm doing all the things. And I know for me, because I need that human interaction. So I need to find a way to interact with somebody that's here, that's traveling like me. So I need to find a friend. And so for me, that's how I thrive. That's how I become my best friend is by making sure that I get some human interaction. So as I touch down in the city, I'm like, maybe the day after, or maybe even the night of, depending, I'm like in the groups trying to find a friend or two. If you're somebody that's more like, I don't know, introverted or whatever, then maybe you're like, I just need to find food. And I, this is, as long as I get, a, as long as I have somewhere to sleep and get and have somewhere like to eat and all the things, then I'll be fine. And this is how I thrive. And this is how I survive. Friends is lower, lower, lower level on your, on your things to do when you get to a new city. And that's fine. Friends are pretty high on mine. Mine is, mine is housing, food, and then friends. Yours might be housing, food, transportation, blah, 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 blah. And then friends is at the bottom, whatever that looks like for you. But you know, all that to say is to say, like, you know what works for you. You know how you best thrive, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, whether you're somebody that need, that likes to be spend time with people, whether you're somebody that prefers to get a get 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 your hotel and then have food after whatever that looks like. And so that sprinkles into your real life because as you learn how you like to thrive, you learn how to communicate that to your your friends and family. And so if you're an extrovert, that's somebody that needs that likes to have friends and people around them all the time, um, you then say, hey as a friend, right, you're talking to your friends, you say, hey, I um, I like to, one, the way, I'm an extrovert, so I like to hang out all the time. Is that okay with you? Or you invite them to things all the time, you ask them to come out. If you're an introvert, then there's something you can make like, hey, I'm not somebody that really likes to hang out that much, but I do like maybe once a week or twice a week, but you communicate that, you know what I mean? And so when you're gonna go look for a job or looking in a career, you, if you're an introvert, you look for something that's not people-facing. If you're an extrovert, you look for something that is people-facing, maybe, if you like it. So it just all depends, and it just helps you build those boundaries for yourself so that you figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And then so the last thing, the last, 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 last thing is you become more open to growth and change. And change, I mean, it's inevitable, but it's one of those things that we all fear, right? It's like... No, like we don't want our housing situation to change. We don't want our job to change. We don't want a lot of things to change. Sometimes we do, excuse me, and sometimes we don't. And so with that, with with changing your environment so often through travel, then you, uh, change doesn't become so scary anymore. Now, I am a person that has a huge issue with change. Me and change are not friends. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> me and change are friends we're i mean we're we're you know um associates but <laughs> i still i still something i deal with as somebody who's been doing this for 12 years um but one thing i will say is that as a traveler that going to different countries doesn't doesn't bother me anymore maybe it changes in different things but regardless um 
change becomes a little bit easier. You learn how to deal with it because as you go from place to place or as you go to a place for the first time, if you really take time to really reflect on how you're feeling, then you'll say, ooh, 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 when something's about to change or when I feel it's about to change, this is how I react. And so this is how I can, you know, better process that so that when that feeling comes up again, because change is about to happen, right? When that feeling comes up again, you know how to process it. You know how to deal with it. You know how to go through the motions and feel what you need to feel so that you can make sure that you are you come out as your best self at the end of the day. And so being in different environments, you get to be whoever you want to be. And so when you go to these different environments, not that you become a different person, but a different person, part, part of you comes out. Like I said earlier, like a different part, part of you comes out in these different countries. And so what happens is, that growth and that like it can either be something that's good or it could be something that's bad and so you can either keep what you, you can you can keep what you like and let go of what you don't like at the end of the day and so with that comes so much opportunity for growth and change for you to evolve and all the things and so it's either you know what i mean with that is okay so you're more open to the things that happen in your life. You're more open to the change that might happen or the conversations that you might have. Um, and so it's just, you, you go into a new country and you just don't know what's gonna happen. You have no clue what's gonna happen. And so when you're in that country, you don't know what happened. If you're not allowed, if you're gonna be stuck in your ways, rigid and all, if you're gonna not allow, just allow a little bit of spontaneity to happen, then of course you'll stay exactly the same. Nothing will happen. Nothing will change. You'll stay the same. Now, you might not enjoy your time as much, I will say. If you're very rigid in what you want and what you believe and all these other things, then not believe, but like in what you, when you go to a city and your expectations, if you're very rigid in what your expectations is of a city, you might not have a good time because either nine times out of ten, those expectations are not going to be met. Now, sometimes they will be, but for the majority of time, they won't be met. So that's why it's best to just go with an open heart and an open mind and allowing things to fall where they may. And, and you'll be so surprised at what happens. You'll be so surprised at the person that you are and the things that you learn. And, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. And don't be afraid for those changes to happen. Because what's going to happen is just leading you to be a better you. It's leading you to be your best fucking self, okay? And leading you to be the best that you can be, period, period. So, you know, I think that like, and as these things happen, you start to understand yourself more. You start to see, oh, these are my triggers. Oh, this is where my trauma's coming out. Oh, this is, this is what makes me happy. Oh, I get real excited about this. And then you walk, like, especially if you find what, like, what makes you excited and what makes you happy and what makes, what makes you wake up in the morning, you start walking toward that and you allow yourself to be open what comes. Ooh, honey, life gets easier, honestly. Now, this is also coming from a black woman. <laughs> so, me saying that should mean a lot. Anywho, I say that to say that um, you get to learn yourself more. And if you allow yourself to be open, when you go to different countries and you grow and you see new places and, and new countries allow different parts of you to come out and you, if you allow yourself to be open in your heart and in your mind with that, then you never know what way you may change. And it's all for the better. It's gonna, it may be a little bit hard on some of them. You know, some things are easier to change than others. I mean, that's just how life is. But, um, and lean on that support system because when you're going through these changes, support systems are, are important. But right, regardless, 
if you allow yourself to be open to these changes, then you evolve, you understand your more, you understand yourself more, and it'll make it'll make life a little bit easier for you when it comes to facing a lot of things. So, yes, that is my spiel on five ways solo travel will change you forever. Um, it can, you know, whether it be your perspective, whether it be your personality, one of one of those ways, are, one of those things are going to change, and it's okay, and it's not scary. It's actually quite exciting because it's going to, it more than likely will change you for the better, and it may be a little bit difficult, and it can be a little bit scary, and all of those are valid. It's it's so valid and it's okay, but don't be so closed off to it because once those impossibilities become possibilities in your life and, you, and your mind starts to open, you're like, oh my gosh, the world is so vast, people are so nice, or whatever the hell you learn about yourself or about the cultures that you're you're in, um, life seems a lot more brighter, a little more freer, and just fucking fine in general. So thank you for joining me on this episode of Navigating World Podcast, our YouTube channel if you're watching. Um, please like and subscribe if you're watching. Please comment, leave five stars if you're listening. Um, download the episode if you like it enough to download it. I really appreciate you for joining me. My name is Brittany Shanice. I should have said this at the beginning, but I'm learning. Um, <laughs> my name is Brittany Shanice, and you can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. I'm mainly on TikTok and Instagram. Um, if you want to find me there, Brittany Shanice. It's in the sh- in the notes if you want if you want that handle. And on YouTube, it's Navigating World Podcast. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you. I hope that you learned something. If not, it's okay. Thank, like I'm just I'm just happy that you att- you you participated. It was a very exciting episode for me. Um, and yeah, have a good day. Enjoy it. Be bright. Be light. And that's all, folks. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate and review on whatever platform you're using. And to see what I'm up to, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at Brittany Shanice, or subscribe to the YouTube channel, Navigating Worlds. I hope you have a marvelous day, homie, and thank you. Bye.